don't wanna be Just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, no Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is the truth for youth. And I am your host, Micah Murphy. Well, guys, we are going to pick up where we left off in the last episode. So if you have not listened to the last episode, go back, check that episode out. We were talking about the distinction, the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. In the Old Testament, specifically the laws, the Ten Commandments versus New Testament, Do those Ten Commandments still apply? Are they different? So go back and and check that out. But I will give a quick um, review just in case uh, you've kind of forgotten some of the stuff that we talked about last week. So quick little refresher. Um, Again, the Old Testament was the old agreement, if you will, the old um, relationship that God made with a specific group of people. That specific group of people was the ancient Israelites. Now, what did he agree to do with them? He said, look, if you will obey my commands, then I will essentially be your God. I will protect you. I will bless you. Um, But if you disobey, then I'm removing my hand of protection and I'm going to allow basically bad things to happen. I'm going to let other nations come and attack you and conquer you and just basically not protect you anymore. I'm not going to look after you. So that's kind of the agreement that, that God had with ancient Israel. And you see this kind of play out multiple times in the Old Testament. It's something that people refer to as the cycle of sin. And it's where the Israelites would, um, they would obey God and things would be going good. And then they started straying from God and they stopped obeying him. And they uh, maybe abandoned him to either worship other gods or just, you know, stopped being obedient. And God would remove his hand of protection, and then a foreign nation would come in and conquer them and oppress them and sometimes you know, carry them off into captivity. Uh, and the people would cry out, and they would be you know, devastated and, and begging God to come back and save them. And so God would listen to their prayers, and he would usually raise up somebody to, to go and help get them out of that situation. Usually a military leader would... would um, be that individual, and he would essentially save them from that. Um, then they would be focused back on God again, right? And things would go good, and God was blessing them. And then that's how we are, right? As, as humans, sometimes when things are great, we tend to forget about God, and we don't need him as much. And so things would turn bad again. And so, again, that's that was the relationship in the Old Testament. That's what we see happening in the Old Testament. But there was also prophets, and they were prophesying about one day there will be a Savior. There will be a, a Messiah that will save all people, and that obviously was Jesus. Jesus was that uh, prophecy, and he came, and that's where we get the New Testament, this new covenant, if you will. And when Jesus came on the scenes, um, he basically said, look, I'm coming not to do away with the old the old ways and the old covenant and the old commandments, but I'm coming to fulfill all that. Um, and our passage that we get that from is Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17, where he says, don't assume that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And then again, the message says this, don't, don't suppose for a minute that I've come to demolish the scriptures. 
either it's God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to demolish, but to complete. And I'm going to put it all together. Again, we, we went over those passages last week, but I wanted to kind of refresh you. So Jesus comes on the scene, and now there's this new covenant. There's this new agreement. The old is being fulfilled. It's, it's fulfilled with Jesus. So we don't need the old. And this is what the new is. Jesus is saying, look, if you will believe in me, right? if you have the faith that, that to believe that I am the Son of God, that I lived a perfect life, that I died for your sins— that I died, that I raised from the dead, then you will be saved. Then you will have everlasting life. All right, so it's this faith base, and, and he made that with everybody. That's not just ancient Israel anymore. Now this is for everybody can, can take, um, can accept the promise, can accept this new covenant. So when we start looking at this, this new covenant, um, and we're looking at what Jesus was doing, he was creating a whole new system, much better than the old system, right? The old system were, were these laws that really hung over the people's heads, and, you know, it was just like, oh my gosh, I, I can't do this, I can't do that, or, or God's going to, you know, harm me or, or punish me, but if I do them, then he'll bless me. But Jesus says, that's, that's not the way we're going to do it anymore. He, he had a better way. And we get to watch Jesus' life. We get it recorded in scriptures, and we see how he lived and how he acted. And for us, it's a visual law now. Like we get to actually see him. So this is what he begins to say. And there's a great passage where um, they're putting Jesus on the spot about the commandments and about the law. And, and it's in Matthew chapter 22. Verses 36 through 40, and this is what it says. Sir, which is the most important command in the laws of Moses? Essentially the Ten Commandments. And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second most important is similar. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets stem from these two laws and are fulfilled if, if you obey them. Keep only these and you will find that you are obeying all the others. Okay, so, so here it is. Jesus is saying, look, love the Lord your God with all your heart, right? Love others as you love yourself. That's it. Like, that's the new law, essentially, right? Because he's saying everything else can be summed up in that. Like, if you, if you really start picking apart the Ten Commandments, you'll keep those commandments essentially based on is it beneficial for other individuals, for yourself and for others, in the sense that if you truly love others, you're not going to be selfish, right? You're not going to be self-seeking, you're going to try to do something to benefit them. You know, and that's really what Jesus is, is trying to stress here. It's about loving others. Not loving others as we seem fit. Not loving others the way they love us. Not loving others because maybe they do things nice for us or kind to us. No, he's saying love others as I, as in Jesus speaking, 
have loved you. So again, we have an example. We have Jesus. What did he do? Look at the greatest act of love ever, right? He, he died for us, not because we loved him first. He died for us because he loved us first. He loved us first. And he still loves us despite the, the times that we do wrong. And when we turn our back on him or when we you know, do things that, to disobey him. But he loves us and he cares for us. And he was willing to die for us, guys. And that's, that is like the ultimate. Um, if you think about the fact that Jesus actually died, okay? Look, if, if we're talking about dying for a friend or family member, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. Like, if I'm going to die for my family, sure, sure, I'll do it, you know, for my wife, for my kids. I love them enough, and, and I would definitely do that. Um, we start talking about friends, <laughs> it gets a little more questionable, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know, like, maybe which friend and uh, what's the circumstances? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. We start talking about people that I don't like, people that maybe I uh, don't want to use the word hate because we're not supposed to hate anybody, but people that um, maybe I really <laughs> do not like. Whew, I, I mean, again, just being truthful here, just being honest, I, I'm probably not going to die for them. I mean, that would be really hard for me to give up my life and give up you know, the life with my family to die for someone that I do not like. Uh, probably not going to happen. Now, maybe one of these days I can say that I've matured enough in my faith that I, that I can do that. But just being honest, man, I don't think that I could do that. But that is, that is the ultimate act of love, right? And to think that Jesus did that for people that he himself, I don't know if we should say Jesus didn't like people, but definitely there was people that didn't like Jesus, that were mean to him, that were cruel to him, that spit on him, that tried to humiliate him. And he died for those individuals. <sighs> so that's the act of love. All right? Like Jesus, when we look at Jesus' life, he lived a life of humility. Again, he is the God of the universe, right? He is the Son of God. He, he is the sovereign Messiah. But yet, he came as a humble servant. I mean, he washed the disciples' feet. He, he was constantly seeking the needs of others ahead of his own. He could have come down and been this amazing powerful king that just got worshipped and just, you know, had all the power, all the money, all the fame, all the fortune, everything. He could have done that easily, but that's not what he chose, which is very respectful to, to think that if that's the way he came, then that's the lifestyle he wants us to, to exhibit, the one of humility, one of selflessness, one of caring for others and trying to meet the needs of others and and putting the needs and others, uh, the needs of others ahead of ourselves a lot of times. That's what love is. So then when we start looking at that and saying, okay, well, how does that apply to uh, the Ten Commandments? Or how does that apply to the, lo- the laws or the rules of today? Well, then you start asking yourself every time, if you're trying to think, is this a sin? Is this wrong? Well, is it showing that you love God? 
Is it showing that you love others? Again, you can take, you know, any example, lying to people. Okay, so uh, obviously we're told not to lie in the, in the Ten Commandments. Well, does that still apply today? Well, what does lying do? Is that showing that you truly love somebody, that you're lying to them? It's probably showing a disrespect for them. You're probably breaking some type of, of uh, loyalty or relationship or something with them if, you, if you're lying. or you, you, Most of the time, I think, when we lie, we're doing it to benefit ourselves. We're doing it to cover ourselves or to protect ourselves, right? So that's, again, us being more selfish than selfless. So most of the time, there may be some crazy examples out there, you know, but for the most part, 99.9% of the times, if we're lying, we're probably trying to protect ourselves or cover our rear ends, and we are, in essence, disrespecting the people that we are lying to. Now, what about some of the other ones? Again, you can think of, you know, committing adultery. You can think of you know, obviously murder and obeying your, your honoring your father and your mother, some of these other commandments, right? Well, again, look at them, look at them and ask yourself, if I do this, am I disrespecting them? Am I harming them? Am I potentially messing up their future by doing these things? Is it showing that I truly love these individuals? And if you really were honest with yourself, you really dug deep, the answer would be all those are sin. All those are not truly loving God or loving your neighbor. And again, your neighbor is everybody else, right? People that you're coming in contact with, whether that be physically your neighbors, it could be you know socially, social media, it could be on the street, people that we come in contact with, pretty much everybody's our neighbor, okay? So are we truly loving others? Again, if you really, really dig deep and you're really being honest, not trying to justify yourself, because again, we can, you know, again, I'm guilty of it too. Like we can really sit down and we can try to justify some of our actions and say, oh, well, no, this doesn't really hurt anybody. This doesn't really hurt me or I'm doing this out of love for them. Okay, well, you may be doing it out of love for one person, but is that harming a bunch of other people? You know, like, Again, you, you got to look at the big picture sometimes. You got to take yourself out of the situation that maybe you're biased and say, okay, an unbiased look at this, I'm harming other people by doing this. Or maybe I'm harming myself or I'm harming my future or I'm harming my relationship with God or I'm dishonoring God or I'm not being a good witness or I'm not being a good example. If I do these things, then it comes into being sin, right? So no the law is not being held over us like it was in the Old Testament. You obey, you're blessed, you disobey, you know, you're, uh, you're essentially no longer protected by God and you're going to be punished. But the relationship now that we have with Jesus is, look, Jesus tells us, if you love me, then you'll obey. You'll obey my commands. So if we love him, then we're going to obey which command? <laughs> the Ten Commandments? No, oh, the commandment of loving God and loving others, loving our neighbors. And that's essentially what it is. And that's, that's this new covenant. That's this new relationship. And it's actually a much better one. Um, I, I don't know if I made this uh, or said this quote in the last one, but Andy Stanley gave a great quote in his book where he talked about, um, to put it in broad terms, under the 
old covenant, when you obeyed, you were blessed. And when you disobeyed, you were punished. Under the new covenant, when you obey, you may suffer. And if you disobey, the world may applaud you and you may even prosper. So again, that's one of our, well, one of our big, big distinctions in the old versus the new. Um, you know, just because you're obedient to God and doing God's will doesn't mean that you're going to get blessed. And I think that's a false teaching that, that happens a lot today is this prosperity gospel of, oh, well, if you're obeying God and following God's will, you're going to have all these blessings. That may not be the case. I mean, look at the disciples. Look at what all the disciples went through. They, I wouldn't call them blessed, and they were some of the most honoring men um, to Jesus and, and, and trying to continue and further the message of hope and salvation through Jesus Christ. Yet look at their life. I don't think we would consider that blessed in the world's standards and vice versa. You know, just because you disobey God's law doesn't mean he's going to punish you immediately. Now he may, um, but he also, you know, may be trying to teach you something or he may just allowing us to have consequences to our own actions and sins. Um, but ultimately we're not under that old covenant anymore. And that's, that's what I'm trying to, to make clear is we are under this new agreement with God, uh, with Jesus. Like, look, if we will proclaim Jesus as Messiah, the one and only, you know, he's not one of many ways to eternal life with God. He is the only way. And if we acknowledge that and acknowledge that he died for our sins and that we're sinners and we need a savior, then we have everlasting life with him. And that is the new promise and it gets made to all of us. You don't have to be a specific race, color, you know, gender. It, it, it applies to everyone. He died for all. We just have to make the choice. And again, when you go to, you know, trying to decide, is this sin? Is this wrong? Is this bad? Go back to, am I truly loving God through these actions or these words? Or am I truly loving others when I do these things or when I say these things? If you can't say yes to those that you're truly loving God and you're truly loving others, then it's probably wrong, right? Then it's, then it's sin. And so I think it just boils down to you being honest with yourself. And again, if you read the Bible and you study the Bible and you look at Jesus's life and read the New Testament, you see his life, Okay. If he was doing it in the New Testament, then it's probably okay, right? If he's not doing it, you probably shouldn't be doing it, although I know, you know, with technology and stuff, things are different. But as far as the morality of the actions, the intent, you know, that's what I'm talking about. You can get a good idea for what applies today, you know, the mindset, the mentality versus then. So, guys, I hope them, I hope this uh, made things a little bit more clear for you with the Old Testament, New Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant, if you will, Old Agreement, New, new Agreement. So guys, that's going to wrap up this lesson. Uh, again, appreciate you, you tuning in, listening to these podcasts. Please share them if you're finding value. And again, if you have not rated that podcast, please do so. That helps this podcast to be found by others and helps it to grow. I hope you have a wonderful week, guys. Don't forget, if you need me, shoot me an email if you have questions or maybe ideas of future podcasts. Just put Truth For Youth Podcast in the email. You'll find my email in the link in the description of the podcast. And guys, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, I know that we all have